Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, on episode 204 of Scene 3. I am Mark, and I'm joined, as always, by Shane. And we've got a special guest for you, as always, as well, tonight. Shane, would you like to introduce our guest? Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, I cut you off there. That's two weeks in a row. You can't (laughs) can't play out the same joke two weeks in a row. Uh, Yes, um, we have a returning guest this this week, this episode. Um, Ewan, from last season, what was... What did we do with Ewan? We did all kinds of things with Ewan, but the theme what we did, theme did we do? was uh, Gene Wilder, I believe. That's right. That was great. That was indeed, yo. That was so right. This is Ewan 2.0, bitches. He's back. I like having him on the show because he talks just as much as I do. Because <laughs> sometimes we have trouble getting some vocals out of our guests. They don't. That is true. They get a little bit shy on the old. And and I'm not ashamed to say that I think uh, Ewan's episode was the best of season one as well. So oh, we certainly I, laughed a you, lot. Thank you very much. Um, I, I think that, uh, that checks in the mail. Thank you. Ninety percent of the episode was just us laughing or speaking incoherently or and quoting then... <laughs> Mel Brooks films. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Might not great for the audience, but we had a good time. <laughs> we had a ball. <laughs> that's correct. Yes. Uh, and you, you came up with the theme. I did. I came up with this week's theme and all the movies. So if it goes horribly, you've got no one else to blame but me. No, it's good. I like it when the guests come up with all three movies. You'd be surprised how often when you say to people, you can come up with all three movies, and they're like, oh. Oof, it's ooh. actually really hard to do. You yeah, find here's out. one, yeah. and then we have to pick the others <laughs> or something. I, you know? I did struggle with the, the third one. Like, I got yeah. two straight off the bat, and then the third one. Well, I what was our theme? Let's jump right in. Well, the, the theme that I've chosen is movies that did not need to be remade. Yeah. Which yep. you might think I could just reach into a bag and just grab a whole handful out of it. But uh, I've tried to choose three specific different types of movies. So I tried to go for an action and for kind of like a yep. more serious zombie thriller yep. and for kind of a comedy. So I've tried to spread that out. I've yep. also tried to go for movies made in different decades as well. So we're looking at mm. one made in the 70s, one made in the 80s, one made in the uh, early thousands. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say off the bat that you put way more thought into this than we put I into know. any yeah. of our things. Collective <laughs> Collectively, yeah, all of them. Well, um, I, I didn't bring any gifts with me this time. As you remember last time, I didn't bring <laughs> gifts. So I'm trying it's to... Still, still got it. It's, it's quite a place though. I'm trying to maintain that pitch of the most prepared... Uh, co-host on the show. <laughs> I, I uh, have to agree with you, though. Getting two movies to fit into a theme, that's my wheelhouse. I can do that every yep. week. It's the third one that screws me every time. Yeah. So the three movies we looked at were Death at a Funeral, uh, 2010 Death at a Funeral, uh, Red Dawn, 2012 remake, uh, no, yeah, and Dawn of the Dead, 2004 remake. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess remakes is a, is a hot topic when it comes to films. I think I've chopped and changed my... Feelings on remakes every year, I probably change it. I mean, gut instinct is don't remake a film. That's my gut instinct. Why remake something that already was good? Or or already exists. Why make something that already exists? Well, see, this is where now I would argue with you that why not remake a film that didn't hit the mark the first time? Why not remake a film that was a great idea but poorly executed? Do you know what I mean? I'd love to come up with something witty to retort, but I don't have anything. Ever. <laughs> um, you just want them to remake really the room. Good, that's all you want. You no, want to remake the room, and that's it. To that. um, and I also think if you're going to remake something, make it different. And it's not a great film, but I'm going to cite, and it's probably sacrilegious because the original is one of my favourites. Robocop. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say Point Break and I would have to punch you. <laughs> no, Point Break, I would punch myself. <laughs> In the genitals. That should have just been called Extreme Dudes and not have nothing to do with Point Break. Just dudes. Just dudes. Just, dudes. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Um, Robocop, I was really dead set thought, this is going to be terrible. Why remake a film that's so good? And then it, I didn't go and see it in cinemas and I rented it and watched it. And I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like, it's yeah. a decent sort of film and it's a, it approaches the subject matter differently. Yes. You know, uh, the original was very much a satirical sort of approach to, you know, how far society will go to protect itself. Whereas the remake was all about, like, if you were a man and you became this, 
how would you deal with that, you know? And they sure. have that glorious shot where he pulls himself apart and he's pretty much just like half a chest and a, and a brain and a, you yep. know. And I thought, cool, that's sort of, and then Michael Keaton was fantastic in it. Um, and uh, Chateau Kopi was great in it as the, the, the guy that was like training Robocop, but also trying to bring him down. So I don't know, in that case, I was like, well, the remake's good because it's approaching the same topic from something different. But then you watch something like Total Recall remake and you're like, this is a steaming pile of shit that has just been put into my mouth and I hate the taste and smell of it. Yes, but they tried to do the same thing. They took the same premise and just tweaked it a little bit and changed things around. Yeah, but they didn't, I don't think their focus or theme was was changed at all. I just think they thought, well, let's just make this an action movie and recapture it. See, so one of our examples is Dawn of the Dead, I think is a very different, those are two very different films. I agree. Yeah, whereas Red, Red Dawn, almost the same film. Death at a Funeral, almost the same film with just that one little... Well, I would switch. disagree on Death at a Funeral being a film, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I guess I, I do sort of... I don't... Against the idea, like, you know, they remade the Ninja Turtles. Do I think it was successful? Not really, no. But I wouldn't be against someone remaking another Turtles. you have a personal vendetta against Michael Bay? Yes. Yeah, I mean, those Transformers movies are pieces of shit, and we'll get into that. <laughs> um, but that's not because they're remakes. That's just because they're poorly handled and don't yeah, understand. Yeah, they're just poorly they, done. They don't understand they're what they're dealing with. But, yeah, I think, like, you know, I don't understand, like, Gus Van Sant doing fucking Psycho, psycho shot for shot. Yeah, I don't understand yeah, the existence yeah. of that. If you're going to remake something, do it, come at it from a different angle, do it differently, mm. change the tone, change the theme. Well, that's when we get into the difference between uh, a remake and a reimagining and a prequel and a sequel. And it's, there's so many different things you could try and do for a movie like Psycho. Like they've made the TV series about the prequel about Norman Bates. Yes. Yeah. That I would watch. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard good things about it. Yeah. Because they're taking it from a different point of view and a different perspective. Whereas I, I think they're just, particularly with Gus Van Sant, I'm calling that a wank job and I'm not sure how secret, how um, sensitive we can make this episode. Yeah. But um, that you was just... You can say you want Mark to censor it out. Yeah. Because he's got kids. Yeah, like I'm not going to say the, the words show. that came into my head then. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I just think that was just Gus Van Sant wanting to, to do something arty and failing miserably and yeah. taking a lot of people down with him. That's I mean, yeah, remakes, so many remakes, right? Sorry, I cut you right off. You then. did cut me off because I was going to say I'm traditionally against the remake. I think if, yep. if it already exists, it doesn't need to be done Come up with a different idea. I don't mind if. What about got- uh, over time? What about something from the seventies being updated, Possibly. like a Logan's Run? You know, you could. That's more relevant now than I, it was then. I find like if why am I defending remakes? I'm exactly. sorry. Stop it. If you've got, if you're going to bring Out something of- new to it, make it a different film. Like yeah, it right. doesn't need to be the same film. Out of curiosity, have you recently seen Spider-Man: Homecoming? Yes. Could that be a reason why you're defending remakes? No, it's no. A I still, of I still think. Um, I still think Spider-Man Two is a is a, is a far superior well, film. Well, yeah, we had this discussion last week, yeah. and I still disagree with you. Yeah, um, I, I, I disagree well, well, with you as well. Homecoming mm, kicks ass. My, Homecoming's my only, good, but it, it tries too hard, and it's not. It can't stand on its own two feet, which is a, a problem for me. I'll wait for the second one before I like reserve a full judgment. But, but Holland is, is fantastic. And the cast is fantastic, and Keaton is probably the best Marvel villain to date, with the exception of maybe the Purple Man. But the film, I don't know, Spider-Man 2 is almost perfect for me as a superhero movie. It's got everything I want in my superhero film. Just to be clarified, which Spider-Man 2 are we talking? Is it Tobey Maguire? I'm not talking amazing Spider-Man. Okay, I'm going to face away from Shane for the rest of this episode, guys. <laughs> Tell me about that's it. That's just completely like, wrong. Tobey Maguire is a horrible just, Spider-Man. He's a great Spider-Man. Not. I think you don't understand Spider-Man. He's, a, he's not a great Spider-Man. He's a great Peter Parker. He's an okay Spider-Man. Whoa, see, that that is bearable. He's what Peter That's Parker bearable. should be. 
Amazing Spider-Man and Tom. I'm sorry, I'm supposed to expect Tom Holland is a geek. Is that what I'm supposed to embrace? In Correct, that? yes. He does not sell that to me at all, in the slightest. He would not have been bullied in high school. Let's be serious right now. That was what I always liked about Spider-Man, was he was a kid who was just a skinny runt who got knocked around and bullied. And We're getting sidetracked. Why am just I not here? Because I was about to say, <laughs> my only exception to the whole idea of remaking something is reboots. I don't mind the idea of a reboot, because in my mind that's... We did it wrong the first time or we're going to come at it in a completely different direction and we're just keeping, you know, some of the name but we're not actually really yeah. making the movie. Mm. So they're wiping the slate clean and they're starting Which again. Which is what they did like, with Robocop. Yeah, and a really good example of that as well is I like the, the modern Star Trek films. Oh, yes, that's great. Because I have really good in Star Trek but yeah. I love those movies. They're yeah. great. I love watching them. Except for number one, lens flare-o-matic J.J. Oh, Abrams. yeah, Star Trek lens flaring. Yeah. And number three where somehow they have a space motorbike. I'm okay that. with that. Yeah, you could skip three, honestly. I'm a Star Trek fan, and I say this from my heart, you could skip three and there's yeah. no problems. What about, what was I thinking about the other day that was, oh, like the Tim Burton stuff, Alice mm. in Wonderland, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. They, I mean, they, are they reboots rather than remakes? Yeah, I'd call, I certainly wouldn't call it a, like a remake if it follows the same plot because I yeah. don't remember the Alice wielding a sword in the cartoon or no. fighting a gigantic... Creature, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a reimagining of the, the story. And then you've got all this new Disney stuff, this live action Aladdin, Jungle Book. Yeah, I, I don't I could do without that. that. Yeah. Lion King. You don't need to remake that. I don't know. That would, that would I don't the think way I can work. handle a photorealistic Mufasa being stumbled to death talking to his son. I, my body and brain and soul can't handle watching that <laughs> yeah, while no. James L. Jones speaks his last words as his breath <laughs> no, fades from his lion body. I can't. Because I imagine we're all the same generation, but we probably grew up with the Disney movies. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's just like you, you can't mess with that. Honestly, that's just a holy thing. I've seen heart. the Jungle Book, um, but the original good. cartoon or the new the, the, the Favreau one. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It, it's kind of somewhat uh, akin to the original and some of its themes and motifs, but it changes the ending slightly. Yeah, it looks good though. Oh, it looks great. Yeah. Which I guess is the other reason a lot of movies get remade too is. Because we can make it look better than it was, yeah. you know. But can we? No. Well, yeah, yeah it depends on the budget, I guess. Because mm. as we discuss on many episodes, CGI generally doesn't hold up very well. No. Um, so mm. if, you, if you're coming at it from that technological standpoint of we can generate this with a computer and it'll look awesome, it looks awesome for six months and then everyone goes, yeah, I can see it now. It doesn't look that good anymore. Yeah. So. We're getting to the stage where it's getting better. Um, like I rewatched uh, Life of Pi recently, and the the bit with the tigers in the boat it is still CGI, but it looks a lot better than other movies of its ilk, where that just doesn't hold up. Or you could do Full Matrix and just destroy a franchise by over CGIing everything. Hmm. Can you think of any reboots that you do like that you enjoyed more than the original? Tough one, right? I couldn't think of anything that I enjoyed more than the original. Well, with the exception the of that original. new Ghostbusters, that was so much better than the original Ghostbusters. That was a joke, obviously. I, 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 was, I was in stunned silence. Like, what? I, I actually couldn't believe what I was hearing. No, that was a, that's a classic example of they didn't know what they were doing. They weren't sure if they were a reboot. They weren't sure if they were a remake. They just I think you're just a misogynist. On. They weren't trying to keep it in the same universe or not because they had the cameos at the end, apparently. I've not seen it because I just boycotted oh, yeah, no, premises. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's such a shame of a film because the talent in the in the cast is so good, but it's mm. just wasted because it's all about trying to make a point that they're all girls. And 
I'll always stand by this, that when you do stuff like that, it's actually more offensive than excluding women. I think so. Like pandering to women is worse than excluding women sometimes, some occasions. And that film pandered big time and they worried so much about being, we're Ghostbusters but with girls, that they didn't actually focus on the story and they didn't use the utilise the cast. Like Kristen Wiig is not even remotely funny in any of that film and she's one of the funniest women on the planet. Mm-hmm. And you know, she doesn't make me laugh once in that film. Um, but that's a remake, you know, I guess for a different reason, you know. Yeah. Like they had an agenda there and it didn't work. Or some would say or, it did. Or did it. Or yeah. As you, yeah, well, because I don't like it straight away, I'm a, you know. You're a misogynist. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. you don't like something, you know. I, I want that film to work. I want more Ghostbusters film. I, I'm all for that version of the films where they were all like the daughters of the Ghostbusters. That would have been great. That would have worked. Keep, the, keep it alive. Yeah, that would have been fine. But I think had they just gone, yes, this is a continuation from the original and they are the daughters, that would make sense. But the fact they've just gone, no, it's a completely new universe, but yeah. they're reinventing how to be Ghostbusters again, and that just fell on its ass. Yeah, because that's the thing. If you're going to remake something as well, don't just remake the same thing we've already seen because we've seen it already. Hmm. So I don't need to see four people who the city doesn't trust them or believe that they're hunting ghosts, but they learn the city's respect and they hunt ghosts. It's like, well, I've seen that, so give them something else to do. Be like, oh, this is set 30 years after the other Ghostbusters and... You know, ghosts have all but disappeared and then something cracks open and ghosts pour back into the city and you know, yeah. Ghostbusters are too old to do anything about it. So they have to hire young, you know, like, or anything. Like, well, there's like, a, a rip the, the gender it. should be the last thing on your fucking mind. There's a temporal vortex them. rip and the proton packs no longer work. So they have to fight a, a new device yeah. to fight the ghosts and these people were working on the university already. And yeah. How have we just written, written a better script fiction. than what yeah, actually yeah. happened? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens in that film, which is weird. And Chris Hemsworth was very funny, though, I'll give him that. So we should probably jump into the movie. Speaking of Chris Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth, yeah, he's in uh, very nice little Red Red Dawn. So we'll start with Red Dawn. Let's do that. Um, You know, I've got my little my information in front of me that I like to spiel beforehand. Yeah. Welcome to the home of the brave. We talk about the taglines this season, and Mm. that's a stinker. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you were going to say that because that is not not a good tagline. Red Dawn, two thousand and twelve. Obviously, the original was nineteen eighty four. Good year for movies, as we know. We've, mm. we've trimmed in that pool for quite some time. Uh, directed by a man called Dan Bradley, who was basically just a stuntman, if you check his credits. And this was his first directorial debut. Hasn't done anything after it. The writer's actually got some weird credits, um, two writers. One's done a lot of Buffy, Xena, The Last House on the Left, a guy called Carl Ellsworth, and Jeremy Passmore, who did Vice and San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Weird sort of, I guess, between them. Clock's an hour and 33, which... I love when shitty movies do that. $65 million budget. You've got Chris Hemsworth, Josh Peck, Josh Hutchinson, Andrew, Adriana Pakalecki, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has a little small cameo at the end there, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Winchester. Um, yeah, $65 million bucks doesn't seem to be on the screen in this one for me, but um, mm. it probably had all that to do with um, them digitally changing everything which was a big controversy at the time from being Chinese to North Korean. Oh, I can't imagine why you do that. I mean, Yeah, <laughs> obviously for the box office there. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing. This film was shot, like, and it sat on the shelf about two or three years, I think, uh, originally. For that very reason, the Chinese box box office is a big, big market and, you mm-hmm. know, they didn't want to make the Chinese the bad guys. I don't know why they changed it from the Russians. Well, the Russians are still in it. Because in the original, the Russians are... In the original, it's the Cubans and the Russians and yeah. it's the whole Cuban Missile Crisis sort of mm. deal. And to get your numbers up. But, I, I mean, I guess, like, China China would make sense because a numbers game if you're going to invade America. Hmm. But speaking of that, what is the – if those who have never seen the original or the remake, and they're virtually the same storyline. 
those who've never seen the movie, uh, small town America gets invaded by an army for no particular reason and a small group of teenage rebels fight back. Yep. And they don't really, I mean, you don't win. They kind of get their section under control. They're the Wolverines. Mm. Yeah, they, they kind of hold the line. Yeah. Do you know what my biggest problem with this movie was? Chris Hemsworth didn't take his shirt off enough? No. In fact, I think it makes sense to me now that you say the director was a stuntman before because I don't think anyone gave a good performance and clearly that director didn't know how to get anything no, out of there this is, mm-hmm. there is zero acting in this film. Yeah, Maybe the dad is probably the best actor in the film. Yeah. yeah I can't remember that. his name now, but he's great. But my biggest problem with it is, what was the year, 2004? 2012. 12. 12. Right. And they get invaded by paratroopers? Yeah, I know. Seriously? Yeah. That's what the original like, one was. They dropped people out of planes. Yeah. Yeah. In 2012. Yep. I mean, you could imagine. People. Yeah. Yeah. From planes. Yeah. You don't have these things called drones now. They just send those out and they drop bombs on everything well, and then the people come. I mean, yeah. For 10 minutes in, I'm thinking, what the hell is going on here? They're invading. Neither movie really covers it. I think that the remake tried to explain they used some kind of EMP bomb first to knock out all the artillery and all their sort of weaponry. And then they sent people in. So People. By doing that, you don't destroy any buildings, you don't destroy any food sources, you don't destroy any landmarks. So you're trying to nicely blow up their world before they send the troops in. Yeah, it's a strategy. Mm, Maybe. I mean, I think in neither film the concept is... Very stretch of the imagination. And, and then my second problem with the film, and bearing in mind I haven't seen the original, so I've got nothing yeah. to base this on. The, what do they call him, the prefect of the region? Yep. He could oh, just yeah. let those kids go. Yeah. yeah. He, he had a vendetta against them because yeah. they injured one of his men. Yep. Had he have not traced them down and murdered their father in front of them, they probably yeah. would have just hid in the woods until it all blew over. Probably, But yeah. you can argue that about any film, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Don't do that to me, Shane. I'm, just I'm on a roll here. <laughs> you know, I'm on a roll. If that escape pod at the start of Star Wars had actually been blown up, that would have been the end of the movie. True. You know, that's it. Mm, okay. But you're right. Roll credits. <laughs> that's, that's probably my favourite scene in the movie. Um, where he shoots the dad. Yeah, where they, where they get up. So, the I mean, quickly go through the plot. I don't think we even bother with plots anymore. But the kids go into hiding from the, the troops and they and the, they go to the cabin where they've been because one of them snitched. There's always one that snitches. It's always a snitch. There's mm-hmm. always a snitch. Um, and the you know the general or the whatever he is in charge, the prefect. Prefect. Yeah. Drat rolls out the 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 mayor's the kid mayor's kid. No, the mayor first, and his kids are yeah. hiding in the bushes, and yeah. he's like, "Come back and be good, and rah, 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 and these people look after you." And, and then the dad, their dad, gets up. The main two guys, the brothers, uh, Chris, uh, Jed, and Matt played by um, Chris Hemsworth and Josh Peck, uh, and says, I want you to give him hell and rah, 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 do what rah, I would yeah, do. Do what yeah. I do. And rah, 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 and he rah, ends a board for that. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I mean, it's kind of the only thing in the scene <laughs> in the movie where anything happens. Yeah, get out there and win one for the Gipper. That's yeah. the, it's the halftime speech, basically. Yeah. There was another moment, and I think that was where I gave up on the movie. So we're not even 20 minutes in here, and it's at the, the sequence where they're getting chased by the Humvee, um, like yep. the military vehicles, and they're in the ute. And there's the kids in the back. And one of them goes flying out through the windscreen and, and injures the guy, which is his reason for chasing after these kids. And then when they get to where they're going, they say, is everyone okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. No, one of your friends just threw, <laughs> flew through a windscreen and died. He's dead. <laughs> You're not okay. Yeah, that's probably the, I mean, and you could argue this about the original as well, is that the idea of war, there is zero impact of the idea of war on these people, more so in the remake. The remake glosses over 
the atrocity of killing and hunting other people. Yeah, in the remake, they very quickly turn from, we're just going to survive to, we're going to train to hunt and kill them down. Mm, we're going to yeah. be an elite that military in squad. A, one of the shortest montages. Everyone loves history. a montage. Yeah, I would True. say the original deals with it a little bit better. And it, you know, it's Yeah, in the original, they're out there. Old. Like, it's in the original, that's months that they spend in the woods. It's not just, like, a week or two, as it seems like in the remake. Um, but it's like it starts in like July and then it's October and November and it's not until they go and visit someone that it's like, oh, it's pretty bad and they're, they're trapping people and they're holding people. They go visit their dad and the dad gives them basically the same sort of speech of you go give them hell, kids, while I'm trapped in this prison. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just they build it up much better in the original yeah. as versus in the remake. Because you've got Chris Hemsworth's character who's the older brother and he's come back from war so he kind of trains these kids but God, he does it quickly. Mm. And they take to killing very quickly. Did he have PTSD or, or something? Or did I miss that? Like, they uh, seem to give him a reason to be back from Iraq, but there was no real. Yeah, oh, he comes over. There was no. He touches on it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe it was an idea that was abandoned. I think they, um, they were definitely applying the Team America principle of we need to get a lot of stuff done in a short period of time. We need a montage. Yeah, true. Yeah, they love the montage in this film. We need a montage. The whole second act is basically a montage. Yeah, and I can't stand Josh Peck as an actor. I think he's ter- the younger brother. I just think he's so terrible, and in this, he's even worse. Mm. Like you know, he goes to save his girlfriend and causes the death of a bunch of his yeah, friends. What a dick. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're a dick. And then he's like at the dick. end, we're left with him as the hero because his brother got shot. And yeah, I thought that was kind of nice. Where Hemsworth gets shot, you don't see it coming. It's just boom, he's down. You're like, oh shit, this is serious. Yeah, mm. you definitely don't see it coming. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was nice. It was a, I mean, a nice, it was nice for a movie to take a chance like that. It was a nice twist in the original because in the original it's the little brother that gets shot. Yeah. Uh, when the two of them decide to go on a, a two-man rampage to storm the big fortress with rocket launchers and machine guns, as you do. That's how you do uh, it. And the little brother gets shot and the older brother sort of walks away carrying his little brother and then, yeah, eventually they both die. I don't remember exactly how it ends. They both die. Uh, and the one of the female leads is left to do the end narration Mm. And it's just, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, we ran out of the end of a movie or we forgot to shoot this last bit. Let's just throw in some narration. Like that yeah. Rock and that'll do. Yeah, the narration. It'll work. And then we get the little brother at the end. He remakes his brother's speech that he gave him at the start yeah. of the movie to rally the world. He's got a Porsche with the Gatling gun. He has a it. fantastic memory to remember that word, word for word. For word yeah. For yeah. What was like, you know, easily four days ago. But what was with That's the Gatling fantastic. gun on the Porsche? Come on, if you had a Porsche, would you not want a Gatling gun? I wouldn't drive into battle true. in a Porsche. I, I wouldn't like, drive into battle in a Porsche. I'd take one of the Humvees that you've got hundreds <laughs> of them sitting with, around. With the shield. With the bulletproof shield <laughs> yeah, in one. That sounds a much better you idea. You look cool with the, the Porsche, but you're dead. Mm. So you get can't away take it with you. Yeah, true, I guess, but the Humvee can bounce bullets off it, so I'm taking that. True. Um, yeah, so in terms of like a remake that needed to be remade, yeah, I'd probably agree with your theme on this one of like, Huzzah. Why did we remake this one? Like mm. They basically just took the script from the original, changed Cubans to North Korea, or China is the original yeah. version, changed it to North Korea, and add some better explosions. That's about it, really. Yeah, I mean, it starts off, the, the, the action starts off really good. That car chase is really solid, but every bit of action after I, I didn't really care for. Hmm. But the car chase is great at the start when he's, you know, jump in the van, get in, you know, rawr. But then, it, yeah, I don't know, even on a base action level movie, I couldn't really enjoy it too much. And it didn't, yeah, we talked about like when you remake something, bring something new to the equation. I just didn't feel anything from that. Well, this is also me saying that the, the original is not flawless. Like, let's no. put it out there. It's not the best movie in the world. I must have I'm watched it 10 is. times on VHS. I think I had it on VHS back in the day. Um, like, it, I rewatched it recently, obviously, for this. And I'm like, oh, that's a big plot jump. Oh, and that's a plot jump as well. And <laughs> all of but a sudden. I guess it's a 
movie of its time as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just there's things that they could have shown rather than just said in exposition that would have been much better, which this, the remake tries to do. Um, like he gets shot with a tracking dart and then the guy runs yeah, back yeah. to his base. They yep. show that in the remake. They don't show that in the original. The original, the, the guy apparently ran away and got captured and they made him swallow a tracking dart and then he came back and led them to there anyway, like an idiot. Um, That's right, because he swallows it, doesn't he? Yeah, because yeah, he's the mayor of the sun, so... The mayor of the sun, the son of the mayor. Yeah, I, same difference. I, I, I thought that the um, the planning of the tracker on the kid was unnecessary because my first thought was, oh, they've got a tracking device in their communication briefcase. That would make sense. Wouldn't it? Like this, like, real, this yeah, heavily yeah, prized yeah. thing that they've got. This thing that the whole holding. town balances on you taking control. You absolutely need this to survive and to communicate with your boss. Of course you've got a way to track it. And I'm thinking, oh, they're, they're about to figure out that the, the briefcase has got a tracking device and, oh, no, it's in the kid when they stabbed him. So, oh, okay, well, that was an anticlimax. <laughs> I think it was just to have that moment of like, well, we've got to leave him behind. I mean, never find out what happens to him either. It's weird. I did like uh, I do like a couple of the points where the like the, the rough soldier gets in and the kids jump off under the building and the guy's like, Are you serious? All right. They jump off into the building and the kids just throw a rope across. Yeah. It's like, We're not idiots, guys. <laughs> and the soldier goes, Right, so how are we gonna find this briefcase? And the kids goes, We're just gonna follow the wire. Yeah. That sounds like the smart idea. Yeah. It's kind so, of stupid that they make these elite marines that have snuck into this like look like idiots with the kids like <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, we're kids that have been montaging for like twenty minutes. Now. <laughs> I think we know a thing or two about combat. We've got, got twenty minutes of solid montage yeah, yeah. on our yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just a guy in a marine uniform. You've trained all your life for you this. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Uh, so yeah, um, as a standalone movie, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't really recommend it. Like, it's such a like, it's. I don't dislike the movie. I just don't like it. Like, the remake is not a bad Sunday afternoon popcorn with your mates kind yeah, of a, an yeah. action movie. If you can fl- if you can switch your brain off yeah. and, and not think about what's happening and just it's just know, to me it's just it one of those nothing movies where yeah. I don't really get anything from it. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't recommend to people just because I feel like you know if I recommend it they might think I don't know how to recommend movies. Yes, but then you know I recommend terrible things to people all the time. So, but that's not to do with it's part of my charm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a no recommend for me, Ooh. and shouldn't have been remade as well. Just to add that little double pronged attack from Shane. Ah. Yeah. Um, how about you? Do you think it would need to be watched? Obviously, you can't say remake because you didn't see the original. Yeah, I haven't seen the original. And I was going to try and get around to them all, but six movies in a week is a, <laughs> it's a big task. Yeah, I did set a big challenge. <laughs> it did. Um, uh, yep. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't recommend it to someone because normally I'd say to someone, watch this, it's a really good movie. Well, I couldn't say that about this, so I couldn't recommend it, no. I think that's fair. It probably didn't need to be remade either because that's just my general stance on everything that's remade. probably doesn't need to be remade. Yeah. So I think that's one for you, and is that how this works? Do yeah. I, is there a scoring system? or? Well, do you, do you recommend or not, I guess? Um, as I said, Sunday afternoon, if you're hungover yeah. or if you're looking to get drunk, it's a great movie, but if you're just looking that. to watch something for a, its essence and its script, stay well away. <laughs> Ten-foot <laughs> clown pole this kind of away. right before he sort of, I mean, it would have been his Thor star would have Hemsworth? been. Hemsworth? Yeah. Um, this happened just before Thor. Just before Thor. Yeah. Um, he was hey, working three times fast. He was working on Cabin in the Woods. Which also kind of got shelved for a couple of years. Which kind of got shelved yeah. for a couple of years. Uh, and during the filming of Cabin in the Woods, he had a phone call on a Wednesday landing this role in Red Dawn. And then he had a phone call on Thursday landing Thor. Oh, shit. So it kind so of if like... If he'd gotten that call one day early, he probably wouldn't have done this terrible movie. He'd <laughs> <laughs> have been like, i got sweet, sweet Thor money. I'm not going. Life choices. Yeah. Damn it. So, yeah. Sorry, Mr. Hemsworth. 
Tough luck. Oh, I'm sure he can he can deal. He's yeah. an insanely good looking bloke yeah. who's making yeah, millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Good looking guy, millions of dollars, married with kids. He's, he's struggling, isn't he? Yeah. Don't worry about him. Uh, he'll be fine. You know, his sister in law, Miley Cyrus, he'll be fine. Um, all right, let's jump in the, the old time machine over here and uh, go look at Death at a Funeral, 2010. Um, a remake from the 2007. So that's probably a, that's a good choice, I guess. A, Three-year difference. Quick there, really. there's, there's quick one, I picked this one for a very specific reason. I'm sure you, at least Shane probably picked up on it immediately. The original movie is British. Yes. It is black humour. It is dry it is black. Dry it is classic black, British humour. Super dark, funny as hell British humour. And apparently it just didn't translate to the American audience or someone misinterpreted what black humour was meant to be. Yeah. And they've redone it as an African-American comedy. And it just fails on its ass. Yeah. So this is one sad family. Super spoiler alert. It fails on its ass. <laughs> uh, terrible tale. So that's one. a recommend from you in right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, next movie. Uh, directed by Neil Labute, Le- uh, The Wicker Man, Nurse Betty. He does that Hell, Hell on Wheels show I haven't seen, but everyone raves about, so it's really good. Written by Dean Craig, who only really credits with A Few Best Men, those Few Best Men movies, those English um, New Zealand films. I, don't know if you've, I saw one of them. It was terrible. Olivia Newton-John was in it. Uh, hour and 32 minutes. It's got that going for it. $20 million budget. Well, now, $20 million? Yeah. How could they afford that cast well, with $20 million? I mean, that's what I'm going to say. This is, like, <laughs> like again, Seriously. Spoiler alert, this is not a good film. No. Uh, <laughs> as a standalone film, this is not a good, and as a remake, it's even worse because... It just reminds you about the if you've seen the original and how good the original actually is. Mm-hmm. I just kept watching this thinking, yeah, I really need to rewatch the original again, and that's sort of what I did. <laughs> well, I, I tried to keep count of every time the remake made me laugh, and I think there was two laughs. Which is so bad because, and this is where I'm going <laughs> to, we discussed it earlier, Lap. Uh, cast, Keith David, Danny Glover, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, Tracy Morgan, James Marston, Peter Dinklage re- returns. He's in both films, oddly enough, playing the same character. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I guess exactly. they drove a truck of money up to his house. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he was, on a, he was on a break from Game of Thrones. For him. <laughs> he he hadn't, hadn't heard about Game of Thrones yet, so he was just like, got to live. we got that bathroom. Um, but with that cast, how can you make Holy such a non-funny shit, film? that's such a good cast. Like Chris Rock, Kevin Hart before he was big, I guess, Tracy Morgan and Danny Glover. I mean, Danny Glover's pretty good in it, but I should be laughing it's, all the time with that kind of cast. Two weeks in a row we've had a, a Danny Glover uh, movie as well. Yeah. Because well, he was in... We better do something a, to redeem him. Made a cameo in Dirty Grandpa as well. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, I guess you want to run through the plot of the film? It's just almost, I mean, it's almost the exact same plot. It is exactly the same plot as the it's original. It's just the cultural um, difference that's changed. Yeah, a, a, a person's father dies and the two kids reunite to try and bury their father. Crazy hijinks ensue and the funeral goes horribly wrong. Yeah, it's just everyone's, you know, you, if, like your family problems are multiplied by 10. Yeah. Um, and then you add drunk or oh, I should say hyped up drug. Well, you James Marsden's doing his best in this. I'll give him that, I guess. He's, he's out there swinging a bat. I, I yeah. was going to say, surely you had to enjoy James Marsden Unfortunately, I have to disagree. No, you didn't like it? Because in the original, it's played by Alan Tudyk. And it's better. And it's so much better. Oh, dear. See, now it's I have like, to watch the original. He, yeah. he was great. Cyclops was fantastic in that, but he is not Alan Tudyk. It's just, it's that's, just the, the way it the, that's the problem, and you probably don't feel this because you hadn't seen the original. But you're watching this, and if you've seen the original, you're just like, 
The original is so much better. Like yep. it's just, and this movie just constantly served as a reminder to me that the, the original exists. It's out there, Shane. It's only three years younger than this. Go and watch it. It's funny. It's better. Even Dinklage's performance in the original is better. Yes, I hundred percent agree. Because all his jokes. Because so Dinklage is like well, exact same character. You've seen the, this hmm. one, but his performance is so much more subtle in the English one. And because the English one is about sort of having that pompousness about being English and sort of you know, maintaining some decorum even while everything might be... That's so much funnier than just, just... He just comes across as creepy in this, though. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, of, it's the same character. It's almost... I mean, yep. the dialogue's probably the same if you, if you ripped it apart. But it I just works so much be better in the English The director going, no, 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 we need it bigger. You can't... It's got to be bigger. You can't be smaller. Don't do the English thing. Come on, it's American. Yeah. Come on, be bigger. And I think this film very much, for me, highlights the English-American humor cells. And I'm not saying American's bad. There's lots of American humor I love. But the English humour to me has always been far superior. Like I grew up on your Faulty Towers, your Monty Pythons. I love the in-betweeners, you know, that kind of that kind of English yep. dry subtleness, you know, and not afraid as well. Like they're kind of fearless. But whereas the American humour is loud, you know, it's Chris Rock stand-up. Like that's the American approach mm-hmm. to it. And I like Chris Rock stand-up, don't get me wrong, but in this film, in this context, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't <laughs> Well, it's, it's the same for just about everything I can remember that the Americans have copied that used to be English before. So, like, The Office was a great example where The Office, the English version was fantastic. Yeah. The American yeah. version I could tolerate for a couple of seasons and then once they got past the original scripts, it got better because they had to write their own material. Yeah. The as first, opposed to copying love, someone else's jokes. The English Office as well and the American Office I adore. I think it's one of the best seasons. But you can skip the first season. Yeah. Because it's the Americans just trying to Americanize the English stuff. And, and it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. It doesn't work at all, No. And it's the same with the in-betweeners as well. That American version, horrible. Yep. Horrible. They, they just Whenever these Americans try to convert an English show, they just don't understand at the core of... You just need to go on... Like I watch a lot of those English panel shows and they have American guests over on and they're always so blown away by what they say on television and what they do. And because I think Americans have that sensibility of like, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to say that. Hmm. You can't imply that, you know. Here's the list be, of the four swear words you're allowed to yeah, say. Yeah, if network. you're going to be funny, it's a joke and a punchline. It's not a, a look or a performance or a, you know, like, and that's where the, I don't know. How did you find this film as someone who hasn't seen the original? I didn't mind it. Yeah. Um, was it just base it, entertaining? It, it was definitely basic entertaining. And because I didn't have that, that bar to compare it to. Um, so I, I wasn't aware that it was basically the same story, but it it com- comes across as a film that doesn't need to be made in that way. Like the the situation they're finding themselves in is just there to facilitate the jokes. Yeah. So the situation could be changed and it can be a different movie and if you're going to write that script anyway, it doesn't have to be death at a funeral. No. It could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It, could be mm-hmm. it could be Thanksgiving dinner. Like it could be yeah. anything. Yeah. Which is a more American theme to choose. Yeah, it's, it's the, just the, the, it's the weird, um, you know, interaction between people. See, family. that's why the, the English one works so well because you've put them in that setting and it's a funeral. So the English, while they're you know, can be quite boorish, and, that, and it, when you put proper English people in that environment, they have to maintain a level of decorum and mm-hmm. a level of a, sort of etiquette about them, mm-hmm. and that's what works so well in the original because they're at a funeral and you're supposed to behave yourself and you're supposed to, you know. You don't get that with Americans. Americans don't have that innate born into them, whereas the, the English do. We're probably sounding really racist here, but the English have that born into Not them, or at least the, the stereotype does. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, you know my sense of humour. My sense of humour is incredibly dry, so yeah. I get the English side of things. And, yeah. Yep. But, um, I mean, there was, there was a few 
good laugh out loud moments that I had. But like I say, it could have been, the movie could have been anything. It didn't have to be done. Yeah, you're right. You're mm. 100% right because the movie's pushed along by said event. Yeah, so whether it be birthday, right. whether it be and it's And it's, there's always a catalyst to cause the next event. Yeah. It's, you know, what's his name? Kevin Hart's character's dropped his pill bottle again um, and, you know, now they've got to go and find it. And yeah. someone's someone's taken another value. Oh, look, this guy's going to start tripping out. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just one trigger after another. The funeral's got nothing to do with it. No, the um, in fact, the funeral only has two gags. So the the um, James Marsden's character is tripping out on acid, and he thinks the fu- the coffin's moving, and he tips the father out. Yeah, and then when they're putting Peter Dinklage in the coffin because they think they've killed him, which and, and they sixty nine <laughs> him with their father. So the, that's the, the only two funeral yeah. gags in there. Yeah, yeah. In the original, that stuff's like the the coffin tipping over is is like tears from laughter when I'm. But don't. It, I don't know. I don't get that from the American one at all. Maybe I'm just resistant to it because it's a remake, or mm. it's I don't know. It's just like I think there's definitely that there's definitely that psyche that in that as well. Like this movie's not going to be as good because it's a remake, yeah, or because they're trying to do this. Whereas if you if you take that title away from it and change the setting, all of that disappears, and then you can just have it the jokes. Yeah. Well, well, totally if, if it was set at the, if it was set at the Fourth of July or at Thanksgiving or yeah. something wholly American, I can completely understand and forgive it for using the same jokes hmm. but giving a different setting. That would work, but just because they've stolen the exact same setting yeah. in the script, it just mm. and it's just work. unnecessary. They don't, didn't need it to do it. it. Well, this wasn't the same about Point Break. Just call that movie Extreme Dudes. It doesn't need yeah, it. Call, call it anything else. I mean, and people will still watch it. It will make the exact same amount of money. You watch the first Fast and Furious. That's just Point Break with cars. Yeah. Cop goes undercover. That's exactly all it is. It's exactly the same plot, but nobody pointed that out. Nobody cared because it was a fun film. It's the same principle. Like, just call it something else. Like, do you know what I mean? Call it something else. They didn't need to call Fast and the Furious, you know, Point Break 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's like like how Speed was Die Hard on a bus. No one cares. It's exactly the same principle. I mean, I've read a lot of script writing books and the, there's one that's really quite interesting that says there's like 10 story ideas in the entire world yep. and every movie is based around one of these story scenarios. Yep. And it's pretty good. Like when you read it, you genuinely can't think of anything. But that's why I guess remakes probably frustrate audience people or at least people who have seen originals so much is because of that. Hmm. You can't help but draw the comparison and hmm. it's like, why did you do this? Like, And to me it's always like, why did you waste... $20 million on this. You could have made like I, I really good independent films. I seriously that. can't believe they made it for $20 million, though. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it was 2010. Chris Rock would have been the biggest. Surely that would have been the If he got out of bed for, for less than a million a day, I don't know what was going on. But he on. doesn't have a huge. I mean, when you think about it, if he didn't do Adam Sandler movies, he's got bad company. I can't think of anything else he's in. Oh, the B movie. The Jerry Seinfeld B movie. He's <laughs> here, that is yeah, it. Yeah, he plays like a. Was he plays on the windshield? He or was in Beverly Hills Cop two. Yeah, but I'm saying that's, when he, that's the stretch yeah. I'm getting for trailer movies. That he, he was, was in. He was in Lethal Weapon. I mean, I'm glad Danny Glover said Lethal I'm Weapon. too old for this shit. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that made me laugh not because of this movie, but because of Danny Glover it's saying Danny I'm too old yeah. for this shit. Yeah. You know, I could, you could do that in Frozen two when he plays a, I don't know, like a yeah. snowman or something. I had uh, a couple of things that I disliked about this, apart from the fact it was a remake. I want to pitch to Mark. Did it seem to you like the two brothers were miscast? Yes, they should have been the other way around because Martin Lawrence clearly looks older than Chris Rock. Mm. And even though it's only supposed to be a nine-month difference, which is impossible, by the way. Um, <laughs> highly unlikely. Let's, it could have been a premature birth. Let's put it out there, but yeah, highly unlikely. Okay. 
Um, but yes, definitely the wrong way around. Because um, you've got yeah, you've got Chris Rock as the the steadfast, responsible one when he should be playing. He the, should be the the, the womanizing yeah. sleazeball. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Completely agree with that. that. Really and, and I was thinking about that at the time when I was watching it, thinking this is the wrong way around. Mm. Yeah. The other main thing that really, really got my goat, apart from the goat catching scene, was um, what was the worst part? What the, did they add the inserts of all the black references? Like, yes, I understand it's an African American movie. I don't need to hear references to fried chicken every five minutes. Yeah, it, it's it just it borderline seems like it's racist almost. Like it does. And I guess I mean I guess they just I mean if you were a black man, like if you were Chris Rock, why would you? I guess people just drive a lot of. I mean, who am I to judge? Someone gave me enough money, I'll play whatever stereotype you want me to play and I'll say whatever you want me to say. Yeah, but we clearly know the budget wasn't that big. <laughs> like, well, when I say a lot of money, I'm like a couple hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> but the cultural thing, yeah, it's rammed down your throat, unlike the English one where it's like, this is the characters, they're in this culture. It doesn't need to be, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't need, you don't need to Tyler Perry the hell out of it. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, it does. it's not an odd thing now. It's, you know, I guess it's 2010, but, you know, now it's not, you know, have a culturally diverse cast. That's great. That's fine. That's what we want in film. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we, God, let's steer clear of the stereotypes a little bit. You know, because I'm sure there is much more humor that can be got out of the African American community than fried chicken references and the fact that they don't pay their bills. Yeah, like, or poke fun at like Chris Rock does in his stand up. Like he's brilliant at dragging that shit into the spotlight yep. and highlighting the absurdity of it. And that's his, the genius of his stand up. But it's not present in this script at no, all. Not in any way, shape, or form. I'm surprised they weren't more offended at this way it was sort of carried on. But I guess you could argue the English should be offended as well because you know they're painted as stuffy sort of. Yeah, but they are. But like, yeah, but and <laughs> but they're not as well, I guess, in the sense that they there are a couple of loose cannons in there as well. But um, yeah, I don't recommend. <laughs> in case you can't pick up on that vibe already, blow yeah. me over. I, I don't <laughs> recommend either. The original is much better. Save whatever money you would possibly get for, for renting the remake and watch the other one first. I you I should would, watch the original. I will watch the original, but I would say if you haven't seen the original, if you've got nothing to compare it against, like I did, I don't think there's anything wrong with chucking it on as a maybe a friends come round type of thing. I've, I've watched a lot of African American oh. comedy films in my time, so mm-hmm. I didn't you know. You Tyler Perry. I didn't notice the, um, you know, the ethnic references in sure. it all at all. So maybe I'm just immune to that, um, but I didn't notice that part of it. But um, there's better films that exist in that in that genre than this but it it was harmless so I, yeah i wouldn't run around again i wouldn't run around telling people to watch it but i wouldn't tell someone not to yeah watch i think it. again it's, it's sort of it's kind of like a, if yeah. the original didn't exist i'd probably be like yeah this is all right it's not bad but yeah. watching it i kept thinking oh the original and i mean that's the risk you take as a filmmaker to remake something yeah. yes is you're going to draw comparison and a lot of people get very passionate and emotional about it. We talked about Ghostbusters earlier on. Mm-hmm. People get really emotional and say, oh, you can't compare the two. It's like, you can't not compare the two. If you're mm. serious about enjoying a film and they're remaking something you know you like, you can't help but draw comparison. You, your brain's going to do it whether you try to switch it off or not. Well, part of the reason they remake films is because there's a pre-established brand. People yeah. know who Ghostbusters are, they know what they're going to do, and therefore they're building on that with the mm-hmm. new movie. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, cool, we'll dive into the third film. Move okay. along. Dawn of the Dead. So far, I'm batting two for two so far, so I'm here we go. Yeah. This is my, well, yeah, that, yeah. that one got a, eh, from me. Yeah, so yeah, I, didn't, but, I did not but recommend it. Because you haven't the seen cast, the original. The cast is really good. And yeah. so attractive as well. I kept thinking, watching oh, yeah. going, 
this is an attractive cast. Like, everyone in this cast is beautiful. You don't have that with the English <laughs> Yeah, well, that's no, right. Definitely There's bound to be some banged-up teeth in the English yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you're right, 100%, 100% good-looking cast. Um, yeah, Dawn of the Dead, 2004. Um, the original was 1978. Um, we got a budget of $26 million. Um, directed by Zack Snyder, Sucker Punch, Watchmen 300, and Batman vs. Superman. I would say this is my favourite film of his. Probably one of the only Not Watchmen? Films. No, no. This is my favourite film of his um, in terms of a, as a director. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you've got James Gunner's writing credits, you know, Slither we did in a previous episode, Guardian of the Galaxy, blah, 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 and George Romero, uh, Night of the Living Dead, The Crazies, and one of my favourite movies, Night Riders. Um, and, and sadly this week, uh, George Romero passed away. He did? At the yeah. age of 77? 77, yeah. Um, I think he's halfway through. Did he, had he finished filming... Road, what's the new one called in, the, in his franchise of dead movies? I'm not sure how that went. Uh, road, road of the Dead, I think. It's kind of like Mad Max meets Night of the Living Dead. He went from Night of the Living Dead to Day of the Dead to, to Dawn, Dawn of, of the, the Dead. dead. Yeah, to, so that was his famous trilogy. Um, Curse of the Dead to yeah. Run Away from the Dead to a Mexican version to a Handicam version to... To Beating This to Death. Diary of the Dead, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Diary of the Dead, that was the one. And then Land of the Dead, which... Isn't, I probably defend that film too much because it's Romero. I love George Romero. Like, he's one of my favourite filmmakers. Night of the Living Dead is one of the best films you can ever see. If you're into horror films and you haven't seen the original Night of the Living Dead, do yourself a favour. Um, and then obviously Day of the Dead is awesome film and Dawn of the Dead is brilliant film as well. Those three movies, like he invented zombies. He like, did. He invented the zombie genre. He set the rules. You know, he did something that filmmakers now can't seem to do. They can't have slow-moving zombies now with the exception of like The Walking Dead. Every other movie has to make them fast-paced zombies because they don't know how to build tension. They don't know how to yep. make people afraid of slow movies. I mean, the man's a genius, and, uh, yeah, it's a shame that, that he's now passed away because he still had a couple of movies in him by the sounds of it. And uh, mm. Land of the Dead, I, I didn't mind too much. It was one, probably one of the last ones of his that did well. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Dawn of the Dead was his original original baby. Um, I guess the, it doesn't really deviate too much. I'll run through the cast. You've got Sarah Polly. Uh, Jake Weber, who I always think is that other actor. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Bing Rames, uh, Mackay Pfeiffer and Ty Burrell before he was a big famous uh, dude in uh, Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, original was 1978. I noticed on the trivia it said the budget was $650,000 yep. in 78. That's a big budget for, for, a, for a 78 film. Um, and this one had a budget of $26 million, which I imagine went into a lot of the effects. Yeah. Something like 3,000 zombie makeup effects the trivia mentioned. Um, Romero himself said he was professed to be pleasantly surprised by the film. Uh, re- recouped its budget in three days. Yep. Like, it's phenomenal. Like, well, it was sort of re-released in the height of the the zombie oeuvre or the the reimagining that we've been going through recently yeah. in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, when it originally hit cinemas, it hit cinemas the week before Shaun of the Dead, I believe, or the week after Shaun of the Dead. I don't yeah, remember which. Around the same time, yeah. But they didn't release them at the same week because they were afraid that audiences would get confused and see the wrong movie. Yeah, right. So they, they purposely spaced them a week apart. I liked in the trivia it said Starbucks refused to be a part of this film. Many, many, many stores refused <laughs> yeah. to be a part of this film. I like that. Like, why wouldn't you have a bit of fun? Um, well, what's the plot of the film? I mean, it's effectively the same plot in the original as it is. Yeah, the, the plot's basically the same. Uh, a group of survivors huddle together inside a shopping mall to try and ride out the zombie apocalypse that's at their town. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I love this movie. I think this is where we're going to deviate from Excellent. Past. Let's tear it apart because I love the original more I than lo- The original is one of my favourite films. Um, it's, the original is a smarter, better film. Yes. 
It is a End of podcast. Ewan wins. Thank you, Kylie. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here, guys. Is- <laughs> podcast <laughs> games goes too. Yeah. That's why I will condone this remake because this remake doesn't try and be clever. It just tries to be flat out actually zo- funny zombie film. The original is so layered, and I did I did a, a little bit of my assignments when I was studying at uni on, mm-hmm. on, on Dawn of the, uh, the Dead. Day of the Dead, I think, is probably my more my favorite film. Day of the Dead's another one you should see. It's the same principle, but it's set in the same world. But the survivors come across this army guy who's got a base locked down and doing experiments on the dead, and it's such a psychological piece. It's for films that were made in the seventies and eighties. They're so far ahead of their time. The Night of the Living Dead is genius. It's purely one of the, my favorite films, and I can watch it a thousand times over. And I love that opening sequence. It's like a brother and sister visiting the the grave of their mother and the brother's teasing the mum and the zombie just attacks him and you're like, that's how you start a film. Like that's like nineteen <laughs> you know, nineteen sixty-eight. No, no, was it sixty-eight? Sixty nine maybe. Uh, sounds about right. It's all black and white, it's got this awesome social commentary running through it. And yeah, same with this one. I think the original one has a really smart, like especially the stuff when they're being chased through the shopping centre and all the stuff in the vents and uh, you know the zombies. There's some great shots where they like it's like an IKEA, like a Kmart or whatever it is, and the zombies look like just shoppers in a shopping center. And you're like you know, it's playing on the how we as a society even back then. So even now, I think you could remake that now to be even more prevalent. And I think Shaun of the Dead touches a little bit of with it. We're all walking around with our hand, our phones down, heads down, playing on our phones. Well, that's one of the key reasons I think this is the better movie of the two because the first. Night of the Living Dead talked about America's fear of uh, radiation against the atomic bomb and that sort of thing. That's what causes zombies in the first yes. first instance. And Dawn of the Dead talks about uh, the commercialization and the zombification of the people just sort of ignoring the outside world. But it also has that, um, I want to say Kafka-esque sort of moment where yeah. they've survived and it's just the three of them inside the shopping center and there's like there's more to life than just living. You've got to actually do something, you've got to strive and survive and grow and you yeah. can't do that trapped in a shopping centre. And then Day of the Dead's the, the final one because that's the unnatural advancement of humankind of like, you know, that's our problem in the first place and we, again... Correct. How far can we push the human to a no longer human? Yeah, and then, so effectively we're almost starting the cycle again so we're back to... And that's why that Dead trilogy is the best ever and if you ever get the chance to see it, the Aster does it quite regularly. Hmm. All three movies are highly recommended. Um, but yeah, this Dawn of the Dead I felt was like, Good. I liked this remake because a. I think enough times passed, and I, when it first was coming out, I was like a serious, like angry fanboy. I don't know how big the internet was in two thousand four. <laughs> probably not that big, but I would have been all grrr on my Facebook about it if Facebook had existed then. Um, so your MySpace sure is littered. My MySpace, my Merc chat, <laughs> riddled with riddled with angry conversations. Um, but I like it. I think it's a good movie, and I ju- I think it justifies itself as a remake. Um, I think it was a bold choice for Snyder to do as well because it, you know, it's a great way to show off your your visual styles, and that's what he is. He's a visual director. Um, but yeah, and I, I I do think it's a good remake. And I'm saying this, not saying that it's a bad movie. Yeah, I just think the original is the better of the two. Oh, hands down, the original is the better. Hence, therefore, yeah. the original is the better. Therefore, the second one didn't need to be made. <laughs> Mark. Well, I would. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> man who has not seen. Have you seen any of the George Romero stuff? Not a Living Dead. No. No. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a zombie person really. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I'm not really a horror genre person either. Tentacle like, porn's probably as deep as you go when it comes. That's to correct. Horror. Yeah. No. No intention made with the deep. Just a shout out to your wife and kids too. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I love Ving Rhames in just about anything he does. Yeah, he's the they're best. Just, yeah. I don't think anyone can play cool, calm and collected badass better than him. Yeah. Um, I just, mean, yeah, I'm thinking of Piranha straight away, <laughs> Piranha 2 when he's in the wheelchair. He just pulls it off yeah, so Yeah, he good. makes a really shit film, like, bearable. Um, think something that irked me about this film, and it's something I never really noticed before, is I thought it was lit and coloured really strangely as mm. well. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know where that comes from because I'm not a filmmaker. I don't have that technical eye. But just watching it as a watcher, I'm like, what? It, I don't know. Just something about it stood out to me. I'm like, oh, that that just feels wrong. Yeah. Well, just coming from a slightly filmesque kind of background, I imagine you probably tried to take the color out of it when they're inside the shopping center to try and sap the color out of it, like the lights in the ten- standard shopping center ten- tries to do. <sighs> yeah, but it it was even the opposite of that. Like I felt like they were too they were too flushed in the in the in all of them, like they were really red and the skin was really yellow and orangey yeah. and, and light was coming from strange sort of directions. Glorify and that violence as well so that you can mm. have more of it. Like he probably pushed that because, you know, the blood doesn't look like blood properly, like especially, the, you know, when the one bashes its head and on the side of the water fountain and all the blood's pouring out. Yeah. It, it's like as a choice where he's making, he's not making a smart film, he's making a fun popcorn adventure. Well, By was, doing that, it lets you push the boundaries further and With further. the blood in particular, there's one point I will give him is that he changed the consistency and the colour of the blood of the zombies the longer they've been a zombie. Yeah. And so the, the fresher you are, the more runny it is. The, the older a zombie you are, the more viscous and gluggy and sticky and brown it is as versus yeah. red. I just I, The opening scene of this film is brilliant with, with um, Sarah Polly's character, Anna. Yep. You know, getting up out of bed and her boyfriend's a zombie and tries to kill her. She gets outside, gets in the car, and just all that pandemonium... Yep, that's going mm. on. Like it's you know, you, you think of zombie films, you think, oh, it would never happen like I, that. But when you think about it, if that's everyone, probably exactly how it would. Like, that's probably exactly how <laughs> I, it would I do like the zombie getting um, mowed down by the ambulance. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a <laughs> and I just love that Johnny Cash song at the start. Yes, with the mm-hmm. intercut footage of religious stuff and and the, death. And, that was one of the other things I really liked about around, it was you know? the the choice of music and the soundtrack yeah. to the music. And you've got the um, well, this is how we got into Richard Cheese, who I'm like madly yes. in love with now because we have the down with the sickness. Song. Yeah, yeah love the, 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 that's a montage. Yeah, you want to talk about montage? That's one of my favourites. <laughs> you got the Ty Burrell tying tying on the stockings. The, oh, sorry, the old guy trying on the stockings and the, and the high heels. Um, and Ty Burrell, yeah, sleeping with another girl. He's yeah. great. Like, you always think of him as the dad from Modern Family. Yeah, he is. But he plays an arsehole so well. He is the arsehole prick of this thing that you don't want to survive. Yeah. But and when he gets zombified, those, he looks great as a zombie. He gets to all those key points in the movie where he's supposed to step up and be the hero, and he's like, it's just this, a I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. feel like he plays the same character in Modern Family and this movie, except... One of them's a lovable douchebag, yeah. and the other one is a douchebag who's also an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an asshole. So that's the, the that's the only twist he put in there. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. for Modern Family, I'm going to be the same douchebag, but I'll be a lovable douchebag. Yeah, I'll be, yeah, I won't be a, I won't be an asshole. Um, yeah, and I guess you've got really absurd scenes in there. You know, with obviously Mackay Pfeiffer's wife has a baby and it's, she's already infected. That that, uh, that for me was too far. Like zombie baby, yeah. you've gone too far. That is I the. Mean, the Don't thing even watch nightmares. Uh, That's all Peter that is. Jackson's brain dead then, because yes. there's a whole sequence about that, which is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Zombie baby too far. No, you, not enough. You watch <laughs> too Jackson, far. Where he takes the baby out to the park and it gets out of the pram and it's just slapstick central. It's amazing. <laughs> and they've got like a robot baby crawling around. It's got a big zombie face with the, the best net. But yeah, in this film, but again, see, that's why I think the tone of this film allows itself, lends itself to uh, that I, kind I of did, absurdity. I did think fast zombies were terrifying, though. 
Yeah, right. But because I've only ever seen zombies as these slow moaning, yeah. drag their limb yep. type of thing. Yeah. And then when they're outside and they're running at you. Don't get me wrong, fast zombies can be terrifying, but I just think it's lazy. Yeah, like, fair enough. Because trying to find a clever way to have slow zombies is very, it's a, a strain on the rider to create those tense, hmm. tense full scenarios. Yeah, because they're but slow, you can just run away from them. I still think one of the like, scariest things is 28 Days Later, the 28 yes. Weeks Later sequel, Yep, which isn't a good film, but that opening sequence where they're in a house and the zombies just rush at the house and he busts out the window and leaves his wife behind. He's running down the bank and all the zombies are running trying to get at him. It's terrifying. I mean, A is a man who could not run. <laughs> <laughs> there is no, I would be... <laughs> What's that theory of horror movies? I don't have to run fast. I just have to run faster than you. Yeah, that's it. I would. I'm a fighter. I've established that now. I can't be. I can't be a runner. I don't have a choice. So when the zombie apocalypse comes, I'm fighting. So what um, you're saying is your lunch. When yeah. the zombie apocalypse I'm just going to get real comfortable, real fast, with bashing people's heads in, which I'm hoping should be fine. Um, so look me up if the apocalypse comes. I'll be the guy in charge of everyone else um, who's saying, no, 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 let's not go anywhere. Let's stay still. Um, yeah, but I, I like that. Yeah, the fast zombies in this, it works. And then you've got, I, I, I don't know, I like this film because it kind of balances the humour as well. I hadn't seen it in ages and then rewatched it for this. The I love the whole celebrity, like... The celebrity shooters. Celebrity zombie, shooting yeah. zombies is quite good, you know. Um, and most of the characters are pretty good. The, the cop guy's good. He's got a good little arc, the head of the security and... I like he's a lark where he comes from being a douchebag to kind of, you know, mm. playing ball and being one of the team. And the love is good and it's good that Jake Webber's character gets bitten. And I think they used the exploding propane tank one too many times. Oh, uh, yeah. Twi- I don't twice think they used was it fine. The third like, time. It looks, was, it's the first a time super they, effective weapon. It, yeah. The first time they use it looks good though. I love that big wide shot of the bus. Yeah. And then you see the zombies just fly But out. then the last one where he's trapped in the in the bus and, yeah. he, and he bang. Yeah. Like that one and, you know, maybe the first time they use it when they're trying to escape Andy's gunshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, but then the one in the middle when they're driving the bus yeah. is like, come up with a it's, new idea. Again, it's just, it's a lazily Yeah, it's so like, yeah, it's effective. Yeah. It's an effective weapon, but as, you know, watching a movie coming up with cool ways, like that's kind of one of the... The linchpins of horror is coming up with cool ways to kill people. Oh yeah, yes. sometimes that's just flat out why I watch a horror film is just to see. So to use the same yeah. thing three times, I just think was just yeah. a little bit lazy. Like, like when set they it up the... once and then use it for a purpose, but don't use it twice. They yeah. had the scene of them setting up the buses to escape, and he's like, "Look, I've cut a hole for a chainsaw." I'm like, yeah. "Great, someone's going to get someone's going to get yeah." That's <laughs> yeah. 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 so far. If I was making that funny. bus, and he's like, "Oh look, Shane, I put a hole in there so we can." Why do we? Why? Why have you done that? We don't, why do we need to cut? Cutting zombies in half is useless. We don't need to do that. You need him in the head. Cover that hole up, motherfucker! I'm not getting the busters guy. Patches up these. Putting holes in our defenses. Why are you putting holes? That just makes it weaker. That was so brutal as well when he falls and that poor girl yes. just. Oh. Enough. It's like, oh my yeah. god, that's so brutal. Um, the effects in this film are great. They're all really good. I like them, especially for 2004. Um, just just for one minor comparison as well. In the original, they don't build buses and try to travel to a boat. In the original, they're using a radio and they give away their position and a group of road warrior bikers come and destroy them all and let all the zombies in this big fight. It's weird that they didn't do that in the remake because it's such a cool thing. I was to be like, hey, we're looking it. for help, help us out. I was waiting for the outside to come to them, but no, they've got to go to the outside. Because that's the thing that Romero pioneers in his films that have made me love horror films and in particular zombie films is, and I've said it, countless times on the show before, a good zombie film is the horror of the other human beings, not mm. the zombies. Yeah. yeah. The zombies are somewhat ways better than human beings. Yeah. Like, the well, you know what you get with the zombies. They're, they're honest. They're up front. Yeah. They just want to eat your brains. Yep. And the zombies don't eat each other. Mm. 
The humans, humans turn on each other. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's what the original, and that's why probably one of my one of my favorites in, in that. I mean, those three films are. I don't even. I couldn't even pick a favorite. I feel maybe no, I couldn't. That, I love that the idea that they give away their location. Yeah, like and it's like oh, we just wanted help and to see to help others. And just like do you just ourselves. broken all the defenses. Now all the zombies are everywhere. Yeah. And, and the the whole idea of let's run away from this nice safe place we've got with food and water in it, um, which we'll see us through for God knows how long. Um, to yeah. go to an island which is possibly uninhabited, yeah. which turns out to not be the case, but with no supplies. Yeah, they went yep. there with no food, water, or anything. Like I can get going over to Andy's gun shop, collect Andy. He was a cool dude. Yep, lots of weapons there. Andy let's do shoot. that. Yeah, let's do that. Go and grab the guns. We'll fortify the shopping mall. But that's the we'll problem. Stay they, here. they fortify these buses, but they never fortify the shopping mall. Yeah. I'd be like, this is my home for the rest of my life. Yeah. Let's start. This is where I'm going to die. Go and get bricks and bags of water. Let's no start longer, building walls. No longer any exits. That's it. Yeah. Only- <laughs> let's, let's have one or two exits. Let's have a strategy. To the roof. Build some that's brick it. walls. Yeah. Let's not rely on elevators because we're not going to have power forever. <laughs> yeah, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah, you're right. They should have bunkered down and just accepted that. This is home now, like, hmm. which is, I guess, kind of what the original, you know. Well, that's what the original did much better. Is that like yeah. they're at work? We're here now, and in the original, they did build walls. Mm. They they covered over their exits. They blocked everything in. They locked all the doors, and it's right. Well, um, now whereas in in that you don't really feel like you know they'll be in the main foyer of <laughs> the shopping center, they're all <laughs> hanging around in a coffee hut, and you're like, this feels so unsafe, like. <laughs> Especially with fast-moving zombies, yep. they don't even need to sneak up. You've on got you. nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide. Yeah, no defense system in place. And they're not walking around with weapons just in case someone busts through. Yeah, that like you easily wouldn't carry a machete glass. with you twenty-four-seven. Yeah, it's weird. I still recommend this movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I recommend no. it. I just think the re- the original is better than the remake. Yeah, but I can handle this being remade. I wouldn't say it shouldn't be remade. Like the other ones, I don't think they should have been re- remade. This one, all for it. I, I, I think can, it has some, some big letdown points. I wouldn't say no to another remake. A remake of the remake. A no. remake of the remake or a remake of Day But of this the comes Day. back to your original point of if you're going to make a zombie movie, why not just. But, make well, it see, z- zombies yeah. already exist as a genre of film. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be the same no. movie again. You can do whatever you like. Yeah. yeah. Romero so, can think of 12 different zombie, yeah. um, zombie movies. You can think of at least one. So, again, yeah. doesn't need to be remade. I don't have anything against this movie, but why? Would you why, recommend it? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was entertaining. Um, and like I said, the music choices were so good. They, they constantly they amused yeah. me. And they've got that moment where they're in the elevator and I can't remember what the song was. Oh, yeah, the elevator and, song. And the security guard, he's just like, I love this song. And then the doors close. <laughs> like, that was brilliant. That was a really good gag. I still um, think it's Snyder's back, best film. Easily for me. Well, run through the list again. What have you got? Well, he's got Sucker Punch up his sleeve, Watchmen 300. Batman vs Superman. You said that in a very quiet whisper. Um, I think out of the only one that kind of comes close is the Watchmen, but the Watchmen's too long and not as intense enough. So yeah, I'd say too much because if you've read the comic book, it's you know don't get me wrong, it's a huge achievement and the cast is performances. Yep, but it's stripped all. 80% 80% of it's just comic book panels. It's lost a lot of its guts, yes. I, I, um, I struggle with movies that are made off comic books in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some good choices in this film that are, that are better than the comic book. Like in the end of the comic book, it's a big blob in the middle of Times Square. Like that would have been absurd in the, in the film. The blob comes from another dimension. Like, you know, having Dr. Manhattan be the bad guy and stuff, it's a great little twist. And yeah. You get a little bit more backstory with the comedian in the movie than you do in the comic book. But, yeah, 
it's a lot of the work's already there for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's like when um, Rodriguez did Sin City. Yeah. And he wanted to credit Frank Miller, but they wouldn't let him because he was in the Directors Guild and rah rah rah. But he's like, well, it's all his work. I'm just, I'm just bringing it to life. Yeah. Yeah. He's already done the storyboarding for me. Yeah, 90% of your work's already done. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. No. So yeah, so out of that list, I think this would be my favourite film of his. Yeah. You love Batman vs Superman. Not really. No, it's terrible. But I didn't movie. have an issue with it like you do, but... It's not that I have an issue with it, I just... I do. ...hate its cuts and have a huge <laughs> issue with it. And want to murder it. <laughs> and want to murder it in its sleep. I think it's a, a giant stinking turd that will be the weight around DC's ankles, but nevertheless... Yeah, well, unfortunately... As they drown a slow, painful death in the ocean of doom. As Wonder Woman tries to lift them to the surface... Um. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's not bad, right? Yeah. In terms of movies that should be remade, we had. I have one of the small problem with Dawn of the Dead. Oh yeah, really? Sorry. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of a big problem when you think about it, particularly with zombies. Mm. It happens right at the end in the end credit sequence, which, by the way, I love to bits where they're on the boat and you see the video footage with the head in it, and it cuts backwards and forwards. The head in the esky is my problem. Yeah. How do you kill a zombie? Smash its head in. Remove the head from the body, right? Everyone well, you, says that. No, you can have a, a can live have head. A, you have to destroy the brain. Yeah. Really? Those are my zombie rules anyway. That's what I always thought, destroy yeah, the brain. Destroy destroy the brain. living dead's brain. Because um, in most... Return of the living dead, that's I think brain. In, in most zombie movies, you've got a, a live head, like snapping at people, not yeah. moving. Okay. I think that's pretty normal. All right. There is, I think there's a I few... I disagree, but I'm... Yeah, no, no, yeah, I think you can, yeah. I thought you were going to say your issue with this movie was the end credit sequence where you, no, no, did, no. you didn't get to see the, the full sex tape. No, 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 not at all. I love, the, <laughs> I love the part with him just kind of like, hello, Captain, and then it cuts to a horrible, gory zombie head. Yeah, right. That makes perfect right. sense to me. Um, but I also kind of like that they don't survive. Like there's no... The big glorious ending. They yeah. go to the island, then there's zombies, and they die at the end. It's kind of a like lot of zombies death, for that island as death well. Death is inevitable. Yeah, for, just you know. just take it. That's what, again. That's why you should have stayed still. Like, yeah. yeah. In these movies, there's always this mentality of if we want to live, we have to keep moving. It's like mm, I don't think so. I well, think you can just live happily ever after in your shopping yeah, mall fortify, full of food yeah. and water. Yeah, you've yeah. got a gigantic fortress. Just yeah, you go got with fresh that. water. You got. I mean, you you have to take a shit. You've got toilets. Yeah. Even if the plumbing goes, you can still shit in the bowl. Like at least there's some level of humanity left. And when you use one toilet up, you just move to the next and then to the next That's and right. then to the next. Um, I was going to say about zombie movies. I forgot something else I was going to say, but I love zombie movies. They're the best. Watch mm. more of them. You should watch the original. The original trilogies are great. So I have to go back and watch all of the originals now. Yeah, you'll really like Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead's real busted up. Oh, so you, you not only watch the, the three originals that we discussed, but all of the original um Zombie no, well, you don't have to yes. watch the original. Red so you've Dawn. got to watch five mm-hmm. movies for homework for this and podcast, then three Jesus. more for next week. Oh, man, killing me! <laughs> just one film a night, killing me to pits. One film killing a night, killing me to bits. And then two on Sunday. Um, any other? I guess should we mention in the realm of our, our theme of any notable mentions for remakes? Well, I think the the Disney remakes can die in a fire. Um, yeah, you know, not supporting of any of those. Did you like the Beauty and the Beast? No. Oh, not at all. No, not at all. Oh, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um... I mean, but there's something wrong you, with your mentalist You and McGregor status. cannot do a French accent. But even I, think he <laughs> just, that. Just I don't think that there. would be a secret to him there's, even. There's many, many points that I can make about Beauty and the Beast that would fill a whole other podcast as to why that movie did not go well. I just thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Gaston and Lafleur. Gaston was probably the best part about the movie. I'll I guess that. a lot of people will, and this is the argument they, they give you, is you know, why do you care about a remake? Like It's not gonna, like it's going to affect the original. 
It's not. It's going to make me appreciate the original more. Yeah, but a lot of people use that argument of why people get passionate about, you know, oh, you, hey, you, calm down, you and you. You've always got the original Beauty and the Beast to you know, go to. This doesn't taint that experience, which I think is kind of a bullshit cop-out. Well, going back to one of the themes of our movies this week, if someone was at your grandmother's funeral and she kicked over the casket, it's like, hey, you'll still have your memories of your grandmother, but I've just kicked her in the face. Yeah. You'd still be upset. Yeah, I think so. I agree. But then I just worry that I'm just an angry nerd, which I probably am anyway. So I might as well just lean into it. Well, I, I think I've been trying to get around. <laughs> I think for this podcast, I can classify myself as an angry nerd. I think that's a fair way to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do think it, there is a level of disrespect there. Like, you know, I watched that Ghostbusters movie and I wanted it to be good, but it, it, there was this level. And having the others cameo is these stupid things that they cameo in it really felt to me like it's a real rub in the face of the original. You know what other movie did that? The A Team. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I, I, I bypassed the A-team when they tried to steer a tank in midair with the turret gun. I'm not watching that. That's just, to me, that's, that's pretty much the that's epitome. That's because that's kind of a high watermark for the movie. That's just... To me, that's the epitome of like a hangover movie. I'll watch that the Sunday afternoon with a hangover. And yes, I agree. Teriyaki. That I put in the same category as Red yeah. Dawn. It's actually enough that you could watch it with some mates. It's and stupid and enough. And, you know, like they're not taking it serious. There's plenty of stupid action movies to watch, though. Like, you could watch the... Appalling G.I. Joe movies if you wanted to watch a See, stupid action movie. Only the first one. Don't watch I the second one. I just think there's stupid <laughs> don't, don't watch G.I. Joe Annihilation. Don't ever watch this that. Is, I think there's, there's a difference between a stupid action film and a stupid action film. Correct. Yeah, like True Lies I mean. is a stupid action film. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. The A-Team is a stupid action film. Yeah. The remake. Yeah. Well, the original was a TV series. You know, and we'll go, yeah. I guess we'll yeah. go into this more depth next week with Transformers, but that's a, that's a, that's a classic example of me of people are like, it's just a stupid show with robots. And I'm like, yeah, but it can be so much more. It could, it but, can it's, be more, it's, but it's, it's not, not under bay. It's no, it never will it be. It never will be. I'll have to, Hollywood will have to wait until I get there and I reset it in the 80s and proper robots. Yeah, we'll just wait for the remake in twenty twenty four, and yeah, 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 I'll be in Hollywood. Hopefully, Michael Bay will have died in a fireball accident by then. We'll no, see, I like Michael Bay. I think he's a good filmmaker. I think he I was just, a good filmmaker, I and then he realised he could do making, things with fireballs see, and American you flags. Just don't want him to make it. your childhood. He, he, I just niche. don't want him to stay away from my childhood. I want him to stay away from Friday the Thirteenth. I want Platinum Dunes to stop trying to do that kind of stuff. Like, I don't need an origin story for like. God damn, that Leatherface trailer dropped today. I don't need an origin story. Guess what? If you explain to me that someone was treated really badly as a child, now they're a serial killer, I don't care. It doesn't make it... They're more terrifying when I don't know their motives. That makes something more terrifying. It'd be more terrifying if they went home and they had a loving family, a beautiful wife, and they went to church on a Sunday and then they murdered motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. That would be more terrifying. That's terrifying. Wasn't there a movie like that? Probably. I think there was. The neighbour next door was the serial killer. Wasn't there a, an entire series of that called Dexter? Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> Touche. Dexter's our anti-hero in that, though. It's not like he's the bad guy we're trying to stop. He's the, the good guy, yeah, essentially. It's true. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Speaking of disappointing endings, Dexter. Burn on Dexter. Um, I haven't gotten that far. I stopped before it got terrible. Oh, good. I'm, I won't I'm, spoil it or load it then. I'm, I'm afraid to, to go back to yeah, it just and finish it. it off. Just yeah. like a Band-Aid, just rip it off. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah it wasn't. I don't think it was. I think I'd rather stop where I'm at and have it be good and not watch it fall into the abyss. I don't know that there's ever a good way to end a TV show that you love, though, so I think you're always going to be disappointed. Scrubs. I don't know if I've seen the end of Scrubs. Well, there you go. There's some homework for you. Buffy wasn't terrible. Uh, I think they should have left her dead. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to our television <laughs> podcast. <laughs> 
Hell, they should have ended TV with angry nerds. TV yeah. with angry nerds. Oh man, you could do it easily do a podcast on how you coming in twenty eighteen. <laughs> we have too many podcasts lined up now. Yeah. Got so many podcasts. We still got that pizza one. We got to get off the oh, ground. The Palmer one. Yeah. All the food related ones. Mm. Um, thank you for coming back. We no, appreciate stress. it. Just before we run away, I as with last time, I've done a bit more extracurricular homework. Lay it on me. Uh, is this another quiz? It is another quiz. We're going to yes. fail again. I, no, I did well I'm going to fail again. Well, I've, I've put my head to the grindstone, which is mm. left to mark, mm. uh, and I've made a remake quiz. A so remake quiz. this is a quiz, quiz. Oh, about sh- remakes. Sugar. Are you ready? Do we have sure. buzzers? No, it's, it, you can work together. Can you it's, digitally add in the buzzers? No. <laughs> How about a ding if we get a question? When I say cock, just change that to buzz. (laughs) (laughs) Cock. (laughs) Okay, so question number one. Does that add a lot of work every time I say cock and you have to add a buzz to it? No, I'm leaving all the cocks in there. You can say cock as much as you like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I walked right into that one. (laughs) And that explains why Shane is not wearing pants. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you'd leave all the cocks in. All right, so, fire away. This is not quite a question. It's a bit more of a task. You can mm. work together. Mm. Uh, can you rank the following remakes based off their score on Rotten Tomatoes? Okay, yep. So Prob- here Probably the, not. I'm are, just going to put it out there at the start. There are five movies. Yep. Rank them highest to lowest. We have Ghostbusters, the remake. Yep. Robocop, the remake. Yep. Guess Who? The Longest Yard, which is the one with Adam Sandler. Yep. And Ocean's Eleven. And guess who was that Bernie Mac one, wasn't it? Yes, Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher. So, so which say is the worst one? You can work whichever way you want. What, rank them from best to worst. I would say worst would have to be batting in the longest yard, guess who. Uh, I would say guess who. Guess yep. who yeah, so, guess so, so we're going to say guess who, longest yard? Yeah, yeah. And then give them back to us. Uh, the three you've got left is Ghostbusters, Robocop, and Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven? Ocean's Eleven. I think Robocop will be the best rated, but I think Ghostbusters will probably be higher up because there was a lot of angry men <laughs> for some reason <laughs> who so, were just upset because it was a women thing, you know yeah, what I mean? So are we saying Robocop is at the top in the top, Ghostbusters? Yeah. Was, yeah. Yep. Okay, so we've got Robocop, Ghostbusters, Ocean's Eleven, Longest Yard, and guess who? So you've got Robocop. Oh. Ghostbusters, Ocean's Eleven, Longest Yard, Guess Who? You've got one out of five correct. We are bad at this. Oh, God. Would you like to change anything around? No. No, no. <laughs> we'll be here all day and it'll end in tears. All right, well, the, the worst one, we'll start I mean, this bottom. is based on people's opinions. To, to this is tomato, based off yeah, the yeah, Rotten yeah. Tomato score, so the it's scores, critics yeah. and the public score. Oh, yeah, that's really tough. Mm. What's the worst? So the, the worst, worst is Adam saying to his Longest really? Yard. Really? Yeah. That is the worst. I don't think it was that bad. 31%. Okay. Uh, next is Guess Who, the Ashton Kutcher, Bernie Mac, horrible yeah. train wreck of I mean, a movie. That, I didn't know it was a remake, but it's a terrible It was a remake because the original was uh, Sidney Poitier and right, I Forget right, the White yeah. Guy. Um, that came in at 43%. Jesus. Uh, next is Robocop, which came in at mm. 48%. The one you got correct was Ghostbusters was second at okay. 73%. Yep. And Ocean's Eleven was the highest ranked at 82%. I mean, we weren't that far off, really. We were in the ballpark. You had, yeah, you had a couple yeah. switched around the wrong yeah. way. The one you got right was Ghostbusters, so. Yeah. We're not, we're not bad at this. Oh, we're pretty good. Hmm. Tell your so friends. That's, that's one out of five so far. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, but in Gus Van Sant's shot-for-shot shot remake of Psycho in 1998, what Foley sound edition was the only noticeable difference to the original, apart from the fact it was colour versus black and white? What sound? 
There's a sound effect that happens in the remake that did not happen is in the original. Is it her scream? When she's it is not her scream. I don't know. Is it the sound of the shower curtain getting ripped? Nope. Water? Nope. I'm just going to start naming <laughs> random sound effects until you bust me out. Boom. It's, it's much more Flatulence. now. It's much more now level of gutter thinking, uh, if that's any help. It's uh, a masturbation sound when he's spying on her through the PR. Oh, Ooh. really? Oh, Vince Vaughn too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Ooh. terrible. It is. It's a horrible thing to add to a film. That's the only thing that was sort of really different compared to the original. Oh, well, well, if you've got to make your mark on something, why not make it with masturbation? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Not that he masturbated, but... Of course know. he did. So he was a man. No, by mass genocide. <laughs> so that's the modern interpretation of it. So this yeah. next question comes out of the Angry Nerd book of questions. Um, apart from casting Will Smith's son, what was the fatal flaw in the remake of The Karate Kid? He wasn't studying karate. What was he studying? Kung Fu. Correct. Can we do a ding? Ding, Cock. Ding. <laughs> Remember, that I'm is great. Like Tom Cruise like karate. Yeah, and, then, and the fact that you know Will Smith again, you're remaking something. Why wouldn't you just call it the Kung Fu Kid? And, mm. and then you call can call it something different. And then when people say hey, this is just the Karate Kid, be like, yeah, be thankful we didn't remake it. Yeah, and call, it the <laughs> call it Kung Fu right. Smith for all I care. Just don't call it the Karate Kid and yeah. ruin my memories. We'll just stop putting whatever his name in movies. Jaden Smith, Jaden Smith, Smith in movies. That too. Yeah. Uh, this may be a bit of a teaser for next week's uh, movie from memory, but what statue is seen at the end of the remake of Planet of the Apes? The Statue of Liberty. No. <laughs> Would you like to give another answer? Abraham Lincoln statue. It is the Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I was hoping it was the Statue of David. I've also have accepted Abraham Lincoln, but that's just a, a bad pun. I'm going to save all that for next week because we're doing Planet of the Apes. Yes. One of them. I'm going to say, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> What's oh, wrong with me? Dr. Zayas. I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're all so lazy. Yeah, I'm saving all that. <laughs> okay. You can look forward to ignore, that next week then. Ignore all that part <laughs> Insert <everyone>. Simpsons reference. <laughs> ignore <here>. the last <laughs> minute of what you've heard. Okay, so this is my last one. The last question. Which of the following does not have a remake in the works? Oh, good. This is going to be a good question. Which does not have a remake? Okay. Flatliners. Mulan. Police Academy, Roadhouse, Sister Act, Memento, Ace Ventura, Starship Troopers, Weird Science, Little Shop of Horrors, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Inspector Gadget, Flash Gordon, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Please tell me all of them. So only one of those one is One of not, those does please not... Please tell me all of well, them. Well, it's not Flatlines because I saw that terrible trailer the other day. Why Correct. would you remake that? I, again, I don't understand. Just call oh. it Dead People Alive or something. Call it Medical Students. Call it what? A Waste of Money. <laughs> um... <laughs> Right, I'm going to say go for the list again. Go. Mo- Memento. Please tell me it's Memento. Flatliners. Flatliners. Mulan's being remade. Police Academy. That's definitely going to be in the pipeline somewhere. Roadhouse. That I know that is because it's like you shouldn't be messing with him. <laughs> Sister Act. That one I don't know anything. I mean, why would you remake that? Memento. Please you sh- don't. You can't Please remake don't. that. Why remake Just it? don't. Ace Ventura. They can't that doesn't need that, that either. Oh. Starship Troopers. Yeah, that'll be getting remade, sure. Weird Science. Definitely, because they're going to go all the way through John Hughes' back catalogue. Little Shop of Horrors. Yep, I know I've heard of that. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep, and it's got the chick from that movie. Orange is the New Black, I think, is the, is playing Frankenfurter. Inspector Gadget. That's already been 
Yeah, no, they're remaking that? the remake. Oh, what? Really? Mm. That was a busted up movie. Okay. I, I, I'm going to have to say Memento. Please tell me it's Memento. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's three more For on the, the list. For the love of God, just tell me it's Memento. <laughs> Please, Flash we're getting so angry. <laughs> Rage is building inside of me. Flash Gordon? Yeah, they're definitely remaking that. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Yeah, but it's called something else. What's the original of that called? That's what it's been called. And it's got some terrible casting like Zac Efron and. <laughs> You were just saying the other week how you wish you would do better movies. Yeah, and this is the reason why, because you'll probably be doing this nonsense. (laughs) And leave Extraordinary Gentlemen. I don't think they'd risk remaking that because the flop so aggressively. And And of course, they're trying to to prove they they can do it right. They took the raping of the Invisible Man, which was the best part about the comic book. Apparently, you and I read the comic book for different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) So it does explain your buzzer now. (laughs) Go Uh, yeah, I don't know. Please be Mementos. Just tell me. Tell me. I'm getting angry. You're rolling me up. So you're both picking Mementos, the, mm. the movie that yeah, has yeah. not got a remake. You're no, incorrect. The answer we're is... We're pleading to the Lord to not remake Memento. <laughs> the answer is none of them. They all have a remake. Oh, of the oh trick question. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Who are you going to cast? Oh, Zac Efron probably. <laughs> <laughs> Zachary Brunch has all of these movies. That's so depressing that you've read that list and they're all in the pipeline. And that just—that was my whittled down list. I had a much, much. Oh, I imagine it gets worse. But again, just come up with an original idea, or better yet, rehash an old idea with a new story. Or just pick a movie that wasn't executed well and and come at it from a different angle. Yeah, make a horror movie version of you know Overboard. I mean, it's almost a horror movie the way it (laughs) plays out. I mean, he kidnaps Goldie Hawn, you know. I'm just trying no, to think. Movie a horror movie about. of yeah, I remember it's Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kidnaps her. He was working on a boat or something, and he kidnaps her and takes yeah. her back to his place. And yeah, it makes it the memory of the shoe closet stuff. brings her back, and yeah. she realizes that she was actually a rich heiress. Yeah. Um, clearly, I spent too much time in my youth watching bad movies on TV. It's not hmm. a bad movie. Um, I'm just trying to think. A horror movie well. where they kidnap someone and try and change their mindset. I think that's probably been done. Yeah, maybe that's fine. Just call it something else, and they can do it again. <laughs> that's right. Extreme dude. <laughs> Check it out. Starring Zach Efron. Starring Zach Efron. Dude. Uh, that's it. That's me. I'm done. Done. All right. Thank you. So we kind of alluded to next week's episode, but we, we should did. probably cover it. Yeah. Um, so next week we're going to do movies that made over, made over $100 million, but were stinkers. Stinking piles of poop. In Shane's opinion. In Shane's opinion. And so the movies we're going to be covering is Transformers. Transformers, so, yep, rewatch that if you can. Signs. Signs, yep. And... Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton, 2001. There you go. I remember Signs being a stinker, so I'm hoping... I haven't watched these, a lot of these I haven't watched in cinema experience, so it should be fun to rewatch them all. Yeah, and I think you and I will probably agree and disagree on certain things, so could be interesting. I feel like what you're saying is I'll be right on some things and some things you might be wrong on. Sure. You can take it that way. I look forward to it. As always, (laughs) thank you for listening. And um, don't forget to subscribe through your chosen podcast delivery method. Yes, subscribe, subscribe. Um, Come hit us up on Facebook at Scene 3 Podcast. We need to do another post about how to do that. People have been asking me about it. How to subscribe? Yeah, I'm not really tech savvy face-to-face, so let's put it on the Facebook. I'll see what I can um, conjure up. I'll get our social media department onto it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Isn't the hamster in the wheel dead? (laughs) No, I replaced him. We've got a guinea pig now. (laughs) Not as fast, but hopefully more longevity. Yeah, that's right. We're going, like a, for, a we're going for distance. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shoot us an email at scene3podcast at gmail.com if you are that way inclined. Yep, so, if you want to be on the show and you've got a theme, it's simple. Just contact us and you're in. That's it.
So that's thanks. what I did. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I've had me back here twice. You're like, I'm not bags. just a listener. I'm also a customer. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> yes, no appreciate it. Um, just quickly, what is your stance on sort of DC movies? As in the, the DC movies that are coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved Wonder Woman to bits. Yeah. And I only hope that they realize they need more jokes in Justice League. Yeah. Um, I understand they're trying to go for dark and gritty, but that's yeah. only f- good if they also lighten it up with something as well. Okay. All right. Um, the one joke that I counted in Batman versus Superman was not enough. Yeah. The his name's mum's name's Martha as well. That's not a joke. The joke is, you know, I'm a friend of your son's. And she's like, I know the mask gave it away, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that was funny. That was the joke that was funny, and that was it. Thank you for being on the show. Nice to meet Thanks for having me. As always, Mark, it's good to have you here. Always a pleasure to be here. Before we went away, the, the next time I come back, just as we said, the first one we did was Gene Wilder and he had just passed away and yeah. this one we did Ramiro movie and he just passed yeah. away. Oh, so I next, see time I'm back, back, yeah. next time I'm back, we'll be doing the work of Paris oh, Hilton death. and the Kardashians. <laughs> okay. so, yeah. I haven't seen House of Wax in a long time. I, I can definitely watch that movie again. Uh, burn. Cock. <laughs>